from Snow Mountain, Georgia, Snellville, Georgia, and East Cobb, Georgia, where Almada wasn't mellow and saw double yellow. Did I get the emphasis on that right this time? It was better. You see my eyes rolling even more. Y'all have no idea how many times we've tried to do this intro and I have just failed miserably. It is the Five Takes Podcast. If you didn't know, you do now. And we are, in fact, back. We're back for one more time in the regular season. Back like rejected Speaker of the House votes. Dysfunction, dubious sources of money, a general lack of direction and a plan, and just constantly losing. Congress is basically Chelsea Football Club, more or less. Yes? I don't you know. know. That last game was a tie. I, I was going to say, you didn't have a bad weekend. So, you know, you don't really. And, and honestly, as a Spurs fan, that was the best possible outcome, which was everybody sucking. True. Uh, you play tomorrow. Liverpool, I believe. You didn't suck. No, you didn't. Um, you it, look, it was just. It, it was just disappointing. I'm not going to go off on a Chelsea tangent like I'm prone to do, but it was just this disappointing and heartbreaking I, I was watching the game in cincinnati was up there for the game this weekend and watching in the pitch a uh, little bar right beside the stadium it's very nice i promise you i was the only blue in a sea of gooners in that bar and just to see them all so sad for and then a, for a and few then minutes for, was, for was lovely for a half and, right? and then for like an entire half i mean you guys were really in command for a yeah. while, it looked pretty good, and then it didn't, and that happens. Yeah. Cheer up, Glenn, because what's going to happen tomorrow is the Spursiest thing ever, which is I don't we think could so. go and take top of the table because we have Fulham. I think you will. We will find some way to Spurs this up. I don't know. You guys You guys are kind of having a very un-Spursy-like season. Jennifer. You know, everything is Spursy until proven otherwise. Until it's and not, it's a yeah, long way that. to right. go until April. So, yeah. <laughs> in, in case you're confused, that crystal clear voice you're hearing is our resident glitter queen, <laughs> Jennifer Taylor. Hey! Now in HD. And we also have our <laughs> resident uh, correspondent on the ground. That's right. In Snellville, coming, Georgia. Coming to you live from the uh, CNN studios. Uh, yeah. Of your basement of in Snellville. Basement. It's yeah. Kristen. We're, we're all here, here tonight. Um, yeah, that's enough about Chelsea. I mean, it it is what it is. Um, hey, but you know what? Maybe it's looking up, at least. I, I, I prefer the Chelsea that's a little bit more competitive and a contender because it's just not fun not having you up there with us. So. It's completely fun to make Let's fun go. of Chelsea. Stop it. Don't don't. No, it is. And I would never hey, take that joy you away from you. And I think you're going to have plenty of opportunities. I do that. Have I ever done that? No, I no. have never just straight up bashed any team just because they are not my team if they are either one of your teams. Okay? This is me pointing to your heads. Um <laughs> But, but I prefer friendly competition. I want to talk sport. I prefer the, you know, my, my feeling is entirely this in order to be the best, you have to beat. And we got it. Some marquee matches coming up with the two teams in MLS scoring the most goals. And we get to watch this go down on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Let's go TV because no one will be in either building because it's Tuesday and Wednesday night. Jennifer, you have taken issue with the schedule for the playoffs. You want to go off on that for a minute? Okay. Let me just. All right. I am beyond frustrated with the league and how they've chosen to uh you know not prioritize the fan and supporter experience for the sake of whatever additional TV revenue Apple thinks they're going to bring in because Messi's not in the playoffs or adding more subscribers by avoiding you know whatever other major league sports are going on you know what you didn't move decision day to get it off a of college football Saturday and 
it's bullshit. It's really, it's bullshit. It's such it's a disservice. It's so fucking cheap. It's so fucking cheap. It really is. And not only that, it's a disservice to owners in the league because you've expanded the playoffs. You've got more opportunities for gate revenue. We are still a gate-driven league in terms of revenue. So yes, thank you, Apple. Thank you for your $2 billion over the next 10 years and the accessibility that you bring to be able to watch away matches. Right. But now you can't even watch a home the- match because yeah. our home match, wait, no, no, our home match is at 7 o'clock on election day jesus the polls don't even close until seven it's horrible and i mean nobody wants to watch stadiums full of half empty people that are not engaged with the match either like our third game i think does fall on a weekend if we get if we get to the third match we will get the sunday the sunday fixture now if we had somehow managed to scrape into fourth or fifth we'd be playing on the saturday so, because mm, that's when Philly and New right, England are playing. Right. Um, it's also absolutely asinine and ridiculous that at, you know, what, 11 o'clock East or midnight last night, they didn't drop this schedule and they made us wait over 24 hours before they figured out what the hell they want to do. It is crap. There are logistics involved. There is setup involved. Every every club in the country that's in the playoffs has work that we have to do to make these matches happen, and we just got to sit there with our thumbs up their ass and literally take it. But and do wait you not and wait. think that that's a possibility that up until literally last night, they didn't know what the fuck they were going to do? I am sure they were hemming and hawing about matchups and who they wanted on the national broadcast and who they wanted on this broadcast and blah, blah. But you know what? You could have, you know, you're, these people get paid so much money to figure that the fuck out. You're telling me you couldn't wake them up at midnight last night after the West was done and say, hey, put the schedule together now. Well, not only that, the West was what we were, you know, the West is going to have their half. You, you could have fixed and, the and East. Gonna, fixed that's what I'm the, saying. Yeah. They, the East was decided by 10 o'clock. Come on. I I, I just, I, it, it boggles my mind that, and it boggles my mind that, that the league owners would settle for this and not raise a stink about it. Like I said, they're not getting any more money from Apple because Apple's already hit subscriber benchmarks that they weren't supposed to hit until 2027. Thank oh, you, I'm Messi. I'm so glad we helped them. Right. So th- thank you, Messi. That's great. I, you know, I understand they are the biggest financial contributor to the league to make everything happen. I understand that there has to be some consideration given, but you know what? You have nothing if you don't have butts and seats and you have nothing if you don't have engaged fans. So you have to strike a better balance for that. You have to make it easier for us to access the game. You are already pricing us out with the sliding scale bullshit, you know, with, with Messi. And now you want to do this to make it where, you know, people with families can't take their kids to a game because it's on a school night and it's a big deal. Now I get it. You know, people go to Braves playoff games in the middle of the week and people do what people will go. We will get 45,000 people in that building because there are enough people that will find a way to figure it out. I just think it's absolute crap on the part of MLS to not take families into consideration when scheduling something like this. I think that's fair. Let me take the counterpoint here just from a strategic point of view. Do you think this helps us in our first game against Columbus if they can't create an atmosphere? No, because I think, you know, the matchup against Columbus is, is it's the matchup I didn't want because I think it's two teams that play exact, you know, a very similar style. And frankly, Columbus has a better midfield than we do. And if we are going to lose matches, it's going to be because we can't control the midfield the way we need to do to create offense. I don't know if they have a better midfield than us. They I do think Maddie. it's more, I think it's more cohesive. I think they have a better understanding of, and ours well, could sure. be there, could get there. Yeah, is not there well, yet. And I think ours that's has been together for for two months. I think that's fair. I think your um soapbox moment of all that on, on the league is fair. It's disrespectful is the best word that I can come up with and kind of like antithetical to just growing the league and revenue for the clubs. It's it's Anytime- not great. It's I not just great. don't I don't understand it because any kind of playoff is going to garner more viewership. These are big matches so too. This is not doing? a wild card match that we will see this this week. Right. So what are you doing, Apple? Why would you do that? Or the the you know the the people that are controlling this schedule. It, it's why would you do any, they don't put, put three games on the on a Saturday. Stagger they them don't want to compete. They don't want to compete with the NFL. They don't want to compete with college football, and they don't want to compete with them. With but the, with they the baseball are. Players. 
That's here's the thing. Believe in your product. Soccer, soccer <laughs> is the what fourth most popular sport in this Fifth. country. Fifth. Fifth. After the After, NHL. Uh, depending it's on where you are there, in the country. In terms of, in depending terms on of, where you are in the country. It, 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 but it's it's creeping up. And there. hobby horsing. <laughs> hobby horsing is up there. Don't forget competitive eating. Right. Also and lacrosse eating. because that's and cornhole too. Yes. And cornhole oh, league. Fuck's sake. And flag football back in the Olympics. Drone major racing. League, major league lacrosse. And lacrosse is back in the Olympics. What I'm saying is that soccer is still going, it still is and is going to always compete with the big three. Okay. It, so, yes, put it on a Saturday or, or, or a Sunday at least. I mean, sh- you're not going to, I don't know. I don't know. No, look, it if, makes if anything. If anything, nothing else is fucking happening on a Tuesday, right, Jennifer? Yep. So, so they've got, may no, not that, get that's as many their people. Assumption is they have right. they feel like they have a captive sports audience because all right. they're going to be competing against is regular season NHL and regular season NBA that people really aren't engaged with because it's the beginning of the season and there's no storylines yet. So, so you may not get you may not get the people at the door, but you get the people on the box, and the box and also pays for it. Well, and, and that, and again, a ad. lot of, you know, Atlanta United is not one of those teams, but there are a lot of teams in this league that are very much driven by gate revenue, right? So one of the boons uh, and, and one of the reasons you add multiple playoff games is you're creating more revenue for ownership by having extra fixtures that actually mean something that would draw an audience. Are right? those teams that you're talking about in the playoffs? Yeah, I'm mean, Nashville. Yeah. Nashville, okay, look, Nashville is what? They're a year younger than us, two years Nashville, younger than Columbus, us? Columbus, okay. sure. Right, okay, sure. no, but Nashville literally for the first time ever now has a season ticket wait, waiting list. Good on them for finally selling out all their season tickets. It took them five years to do it, mm-hmm. you know, but they're not, a, you know, they're, they're not the draw that the Preds are. The Preds have took a long time for that city to buy into. Nashville's finally doing it. You think they're not thrilled to have an extra, you know, gate-driven revenue game because they don't have the media distribution that we do? They don't have the big club visibility that we do. Okay, sure. Um, you know, Columbus and Cincy, both of them, you know, again, smaller markets. Like, they're not, you know, you're not talking. And, um, you know, New England is constantly playing Smaller venues, football. too. Well, New England has a huge venue. They just don't They have a huge out. venue. Charlotte. Charlotte in the playoffs for the first time, right? Yep. And, you know, so you've got a yep. lot of, you know, and, and Orlando. Let's, you know, look, I hate Orlando. We all, none of us like Orlando, but, like, Orlando in the, you know, Orlando where they are in the playoffs, again, you're talking about developing markets that don't really have a lot of, you know, that, that don't have as much visibility as a soccer presence as we do here. We're spoiled as hell and we know it. We right? sure are. You know, and then that's, and that's okay. And, you know, and we're we don't have stuck- hockey here anymore. Not no. really. So, no. and, you know, we're getting stuck with this Wednesday night fixture. Hockey because- every week, y'all. It's going to come in. Oh, God. It's always going to be um, part of the conversation. The uh, but you know we we I think we're stuck with the Wednesday night match because you've got mm-hmm. the two best offenses in MLS going head to head and that's the matchup that FS1 wanted because they only get so many games to showcase you want to sh- and you know ultimately what people want to see in soccer is goals nobody wants to see great defensive play nobody wants that's to see shutdown point. tackles they want to see freaking goals they want to see goals in the back of the net and uh we're just as a fan base gonna have to pay the price for it because you know the one thing the mls can rely on is the fact that atlanta is going to show up in some capacity maybe you nobody know, else will but atlanta will and, and you're absolutely right about that because if there's anything that is going to gain more followers to a sport it's it's scoring because that's where the for, for people who don't just appreciate the game for what it is and i mean any game any game whether it's basketball, football, soccer, whatever it is, if you don't, if you don't appreciate the game for what it is, it's the scoring. Look, the playoffs, the structure, the scheduling, it doesn't make much sense. You know it does make a lot of sense? Chiropractic care. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it does. Tell me it doesn't. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. Trust no, me on uh, this. No, it's just you say that and my, my back hurts so fucking bad. Like, I really need then, to get... I, 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 I have I have some I have a phone number you need to Do call you have, 404- Do you have news for me? I have a phone number you need to call 404-321-0082 and when you call that number Who Eva, can I talk to? Ashley or Rachel and they're going to set you up with an appointment at the best chiropractor in town at Mason mm-hmm. Mill. 
Uh, we appreciate them and their support for us over the years. Um, we've been going there ourselves for a long time, and they are phenomenal. They're in Decatur, Georgia, off McConnell Mill Drive. They're open Tuesdays through Saturdays, and they're very convenient to get to. And they've got a they've got a loaded schedule coming up this October. They've got a lot of things going on, uh, not least of which is one of the insurance providers that they had to drop due to some um, whatever insurance shenanigans happening earlier this year is back. Am better. So if you are, um, if you have Am better coverage, that's great. There you go. Uh, That is back online at Mason Mill. So that's good. That's good news. Uh, They're also having a costume competition. Come on, on uh, Halloween on the thirty first, you can go there and win some prizes. Bring your kids out. There's going to be treats and festivities going on the whole day. Good family event. Um, some sadder news, uh, Eva, who's been uh, at the front desk and usually answering all your phone calls, she is going to be, uh, leaving the practice to further her education. So her last day will be on November 11th. That's very sad, but happy for her and pursuing, um, I think she's going for uh, a graduate degree in in biology, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, So that's cool. And also on, I think on the 29th of October, they are having, um, Another little uh, festival uh, with uh, Dr. Co- Dr. Cohen tubbling as DJ Cairo um, as a sponsor for the Timothy Cox and Co. Realtors Fall Festival being held at Wild Heaven in Avondale, right near me. So that's a fun thing to do. And that's on the 29th at uh, 10 a.m. So go get you an early beer, watch some Premier League. It'll be good. Hey, Glenn. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, Glenn. Yeah. What, what what did the DJ name his son? I don't know. Eric. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. I couldn't roll my eyes anymore at Glenn Cat. Oh, you should have said it. Eric, I actually Eric. think that's genuinely funny. <laughs> it is good. It's still, I'm telling you, if you say it right, if you could do it. It's perfect for the audio Eric, format. Eric. <laughs> All right, y'all. Case in point. Mason Mills phenomenal, and you should go there. All right, finally moving into the ticks. All right, number one here. So in the first half, we accosted Acosta. Great. I lost count of actually how many times we had the ball taken off his his feet. That's that's wonderful. That's what we needed to be doing. It talked felt like that was that. part of the game plan. We talked. I talked about that in the in the high five that we posted earlier this week. The five things you need to look out for in the match was Acosta could cost us. We did good, but. Then we back off of one challenge, and he finds Powell, who finds Baji for the goal. In the postseason, when it's really do or die, we have to be better at closing down high-quality players, high-quality threats yeah, like and that how do we every not know? time. Every there, time. There are certain people. It's like, it's like a messy. can give them half a yard. Can't do it. We know which people are going to burn us on every single team because they have. If there is one thing that we have not been able to figure out this season, now that we've had, you know, the the influx of players that we've had, it's we have not been able to figure out how to close down the crucial players. I don't know that I expect us to play shutdown soccer. I, that's not our MO. Like no, that's not the way we're that, built. And we've said that, but um, it's plain as freaking day. It's going to go. They are going to give the ball to Acosta. They are going to give the ball to Baji. They are going to give the ball to Brandon Vasquez. Figure out I, how to cover those people. Well, I, I think it's, I don't know that it's a matter of covering those coaching? people. I think it's a matter of just scoring more than they do. And, preventing enough of that from happening that we wind up putting the ball in the back of the net more times than Acosta and Vasquez do. Right. I, I just, I don't think we have the tools in our arsenal to go head to head and play shutdown with, you know, who should win the MVP of the league this year. Let me ask you if know? you agree with, with this take that was, uh, that was yeah. sent in from uh Hydra Carden. feels like we live or die by the offense. Because our defense just can't go a full 90 without miscues. Of some I, I read that, and I think that really crystallizes who we are right now in a nutshell. Because it's the only way we're going to get it done is to be more offensive than we are defensive. Because we just don't have, a, you know, we really just don't have a shutdown midfielder. We don't have somebody that's going to keep that ball off Acosta's foot and prevent it from going forward to the wingers. 
I would yeah. have, I know this is another take for down the road, but I would have really liked to see how this match would have ended with both teams at full strength. I would have really mm. liked to have seen that because That's we were point. running them ragged in the first half. And yeah, it was back and forth. And yeah, there were a couple of brain farts, but we held the run of play. We were the far more creative team offensively. And their goalie made a couple of point blank stops, especially that one against John Great. in like yeah. the like the yep. third minute or whatever it was that, you know, okay, we do, you know, we do another half of that. I don't know that we don't walk away from this with a win. It's very, very hard to say that, you know, we, we had to go into full on park the bus mentality and, you know, everybody was subbing last match of the season. At that point in time, there wasn't really anything for anybody to gain, right? There was no momentum to be, to be gained. There was no learn how to do things because it was, you know, survival mode. So I mm. am really curious because I don't think we got outplayed. I don't think, you know, like, you know, I'm not mm. saying that we didn't make the mental mistakes that we've been mm-hmm. known mm-hmm. for, but I, I think, been, you know, we were at, it would have been really interesting to see the second half without the brain fart, the, the big brain fart that cost us that one. And we, we're going to get into that more later, but that was well, kind of where I sit with that. Yeah. No, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down for sure. I, I don't know if we don't make the brain fart because he, you look at when he made it, at what fifty six? Come on, man. Yeah, we'll we'll I get into like it a I... little bit more about it. Most of the takes that we're sending on on the various uh, social platforms are in regards to to that and and Almada. And I, and I will one... say this: I think everybody right. was right. anybody who is anybody who sent in an angry comment for Almada making that yeah, second sure. yellow, you have every right to be angry. Yes, I you do. Totally and, agree. And I I'm willing to bet that nobody's angrier probably than. Tiago himself, but fans have a right to be upset with that too. Um, yeah, well, speaking of, speaking of two, uh, for all of his offensive prowess, and this is just my opinion, and we can have pushback on it, that's totally fine. I feel like Caleb can be and is at times a defensive liability, sort of a problem for a, a defender. He's still giving too much space to his man on the wing for me. And I mean, you just can't get wrong sided and lose an aerial duel to the shortest guy on the pitch. Yeah, it's a cost that he's world-class, but that's kind of embarrassing. I, I, I got I got, I got, got two responses for this one. Number yeah, one. I do too. Go ahead. Number one, we rotated. They were worried Lennon's ankle was hurt, and he didn't have Lennon on the pitch, and Lennon covers up. Lennon, Mr. Unsold MVP of the season, un- whatever you want to say about him, Lennon covers up a world of crap defense for us he is so solid defensively he lets Caleb you know kind of he gives he gives Caleb a little bit more freedom to be the more offensive player that he is and I I, yeah I think so part of it is Lennon wasn't there and that's not to say that Hernandez wasn't serviceable and from everything that I've heard and read Hernandez earned the start through really hard work and practice and a sort of other generally being a good solid guy who kind of took it on the chin as far as playing time was concerned this year so you know no no mad there but uh, you know, and also we all forget Wiley is 18 years old and, uh, you know, before his first home playoff match of the season, we'll be voting for the first time this year. And that's, a, I think that's a maturity thing. Well, is he going to be able to vote? Cause we're going to be playing. <laughs> He's going to have um, to get up early and, you know, go when the polls open. Yep. Early but, vote. You know, Caleb, if you're yeah. listening, get your ass to the poll early, son. Let me ask you if, if you both agree with this from, uh, at Mateo and Dante. What you got? Um, thank you for the the comment. Caleb might have been behind on that goal, but I thought across the board he still had fewer lapse moments than Hernandez. And yeah, it's a mountain to climb to get through the first round now for us. He yeah. feels like against Columbus without Tiago, and I agree. But um, he he feels like Caleb was actually pretty decent. Am I am I being too harsh on on the boy here? Especially because Lennon wasn't out there. What do, you, gonna, what do you think? Well, this was, Just from a defensive was, side, I've got no problems offensively going forward in the contributions and taking into account his maturity level, his age. He's not some wily no, I, veteran, you know. So. No, not at all. And and look at what we asked from him throughout this season. Look at what we and asked last season too. We, and last season yeah, too. And absolutely. Last season. And that's he fair. has no, grown in has. front of our eyes. The first couple of matches, if you go back and listen to the first couple of pods, I was so not willing to even give the kid a chance because of his lack of inexperience and what he has been able to do has been insane this year. Do you think it's a fair trade off the, we have to accept sort of that 
for all we're getting out of him at this age and level where he's at, we have to expect that, yes. you know, some some things that yes. a more yes, mature player would be aware of. And yes, handle. you do. Because because okay. what we have asked of him from the beginning of the season, we asked of him to be a left winger and he did it and he did well and he scored goals and he crossed balls and he put in the fucking workload. And then we brought in new players and we said, I'm sorry, sir, you did so well, but we're going to need you to change positions. And he did that too. And he said, yes, sir, copy that will do. And he did that too. And he did it with grace and he did it with style and he did it with working hard and everything that we have asked of Caleb Wiley at 18 years old, for the most part, he's been able to do. So yeah, I, I I have changed my tune completely on this kid. And that is what he is. He's a kid and he is doing so well. So Fair. yeah, give him a little bit of a fucking break. He's still yeah, working I, I 100% and he will agree. continue to work. He is not going to stop. And I think it's great. Jennifer, same no, page. I yeah, a hundred. I, I, I just, I don't see how you take one mental brain fart against the best player in the league this season, okay, and and hold that against the and hold that against the kid. I really don't. He's played left yeah. back. He's played no, left wing. Fair. He's created offense. He has had some brilliant, and I mean brilliant moments of defense since they moved him back to back back to the left back spot, which is really his preferred position. He really is a more defensive minded player than an offensive minded player. The offense has been a complete surprise. It wasn't what the club was expecting to get from him in the first place. So again, you've got a you've got a a fabulous player who has, you know, come kind of out of nowhere. I don't think anybody predicted um, that Caleb Wiley would be your starting left back at this stage in the game. And he wouldn't have been if we didn't have all the, you know, injury riddled crap that we had last year. So I think you got to give the man some credit. Okay. He has not, he's not sat either. The only time he has sat this season is because he was on national team duty. He's going to be on the men's full team for for national duty i hope he gets uh hope he gets some silverware at the olympics too he reminds me he reminds me of like theo walcott it's just i just feel like he just retired i know i just worked with his aunt ironically enough i worked with theo walcott's aunt how on a funny movie. yeah i really think that caleb wiley has an amazing future ahead of him he is a workhorse I, he, I agreed. I no, no, no. I'm, I'm not questioning his future. It's just there's just been goals. a few times where I'm like, and I don't mean that to then be critical of of him as a, a whole player. It just makes me a bit nervous at times. But and for, I, I personally would have uh, have preferred a a take. Uh, and we talked about this at the jump. I would have preferred to take a positive hmm. take on the play of Luisa Braun. Go ahead. Yeah, he's, he's Th- somebody, throw him in he's, there before we move on to the big no, point. No, of it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent true because he's somebody that we haven't really talked about. And I think as a defender, maybe that's a good thing. You know, it's kind of feels like, again, he's one of those guys you go in, you do your job. And as long as you don't it make took a him until the summer. mistake, maybe we don't talk about you a whole lot. And maybe yeah, it took him until the summer thing. to get good, but no, has- it did. And it did. And lately he's just been, He's just I, I think there. he has finally turned into the player that when we signed him, he was expected to be. And 100%. Exactly. You had Parada come in on a hot streak, and I've said this before, and Parada was bringing a little bit more offensive-mindedness to the defensive game. He was you know, feeling just, a little LGP-ish, you know, kind of flashy, yeah, kind of shiny. and, you know, Luisa Braum has just quietly come in exactly. and gone to work, Very and it's exactly so. what we needed. And, you know, looking ahead at next year, we're going Going to need that even more because obviously the mile situation is very much up in the air mm-hmm. and you know w- there's a lot of discussion going on that the club may or may not go out and spend money to bring in a miles replacement because they feel like noah cobb is ready to step in and handle the job so and you're that's going noah to need- cobb from the from the twos y'all if you if you aren't familiar with him he's he's gotten some first team minutes yeah a he's little played bit. some first team minutes and he has not looked bad and he's he's yeah. actually done admirably i think admirably well i don't know if he's ready to start and you know that's a big that's a big if but you're not going to even have the conversation if you don't have a Brom playing at the level that he's playing at that's correct you're you're 100 percent right it's a it's a good shout it's a fair shout he was worthy of a take it was kind of was kind of waffering between the two between Caleb and him and I went Caleb it's totally 
Totally valid. I, just, I feel like this match in particular, the way that he locked Cincy and the way that we yeah, you're, escaped you're right. without, you know, giving up anything the lot, you know, during the second half, like it was really because of a Brahms play. He was so solid back there. He did not put a foot wrong. And as Kat mentioned, like you, when you're not talking about a defender, they're yeah. doing their job at their peak capacity. Right. And I feel like when we talked about Parada, Parada was. Well, that's why uh, I didn't want to talk about him. Because he's yeah. so good. <laughs> I feel like Parada was talked about a little bit more frequently because while Parada mm. did have some very flashy moments, he also had some pretty glaring mistakes. And um, not to say that he's the only one because there were other people who were supposed to be defending in certain situations that made mistakes too. Number three is the the big one and the one we got the most comments on. Almada. That was, and that really tainted the whole match for me while I was there. As soon as he went out, I'm like, this is a loss. Win, but lose, or draw it's- tonight, it's a loss for but it's a loss for us in terms of like that's the worst possible thing, short of someone doing their ACL that night. That could have happened. We now miss him for the first round. I thought we lacked real discipline. We nearly lost Jamal at the end, too. Like you, you, that can't happen. And for what it's worth, this is not the first time with Tiago. Remember when he had that little altercation with the ref last season, got out for a few games? Like this is crucial. I'm sure nobody's more upset than he is. I know it's still young. You can't lose your head like that. You just can't because you've put your team in a, in a bind now. I really don't. I felt how, better how, about how like going he, against. Has, he, has there been any, has there been any what? social media interaction? How upset is he? Can I'm he sure he's very him? upset. I don't need him to post anything to know that he's upset. He left his, he let his team down. He's a professional player. He's not happy about this because he knows, you know, going into Columbus Maybe we surprise them at a full you said, at full you said strength. We lose him, you said we lose him for the re- first round. The first um, game. Cl- clarify, first game. Thank you. Clarify the first game. For me the first. Sorry for the first game I'm, in the in the first round, not the whole round, but right. the first game. So, and I felt so, like right in the first round, ra- the first game of yes. our first round is away at Columbus. Yeah, it's away at anyway, Columbus, which is yep. going to be the. But that's why I wanted to go into to Columbus in that first game and kind of surprise them a little bit. Right. Well, you remember and what we, happened we, the last we time shell we shocked them. But yeah, but maybe we shell shocked them in that first game and then we come home and lock it up at home. Now we can't do that. No, I don't see us remotely. getting a win in that that first one. I know Jason Longshore talked last night about, well, now the advantage is Columbus knows how we will play when we have Tiago. Now they kind of don't know what we're going to do. We're uh, mysterious. Do we, do we know do what we we're going to do? do? Exactly. <laughs> Oh my God! No, I don't. Think I don't. Do. I think the answer is is no. No, we haven't won a game this. We haven't won a game this season. I think we've without won one him? game in total without him going oh, back to last year. Fuck. He okay, is the so, linchpin. He, everything goes through him. So, so, it's a, so it's a best stupid, of three. So it's a best of three. So we concede the first game on what? If we're lucky, what? Let's say two to nothing. Let's say let's say it's aggregate that minimum. It's, it's not okay. it's not an aggregate not thing. Aggregate. I'm, it's not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about for morale purposes. I think you just have to get out of there without any injuries. Yeah, that's okay. fair. Get out get out healthy. And then we come but, home. We have a home game. We get Tiago back. Yeah. He comes out and let's say, oh man, he scores. Yeah, a and then the game feels well, and then race, Columbus wins at Gigi, home again. Yeah, like Tiago mm-hmm. gets a fucking evil, evil ass free kick. Like, you know, uh, 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 I don't doubt our ability to Gigi win at gets home. One and 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 like, God, yeah, and we I, get I don't, one more. I, and we win like decisively three to one, and we go back into Columbus. And Columbus we, locks it up. I just, I, I don't really, know though. I wow. really feel like we needed to get that. I think first we have game. momentum. I, if we come back in and we have momentum going back into Columbus, maybe we win. Maybe. So, so Glenn, I, I don't think I've ever seen you this pessimistic before. Usually, you're very, very much morose. the uh, you no, know. That's no, true. it's no, that's just not true. it's just the reality. The it's the just the reality and the, and the stats of thing. We've won a single game without him. One. So yeah, but we have a different team now that we have so so here's here's something really interesting let me let me throw some wrinkles out there for you okay so you know i i know that they're not central midfielders but it provides a very interesting opportunity to get jean de silva and edwin mascara on the pitch at the same time yep right and that's a lot of speed yep jean de comes in mascara it, it is on the it is speedy 
I'm you wondering. Know, can we bring what about in Jamal? Well, or do we have or, one more ooh. call up left? For... I don't know what the rules look like for the playoffs. Somebody would have to Google or, that. Or do we? Because or, Firmino or do we has played Jamal that in role there in an interesting role too. Like who? Jamal. Like we throw oh, him in well, there yeah. in an interesting role as yeah, well. That's, as long as he stays disciplined and doesn't lose his head when he's playing for a full ninety. Well, you know, so. you could also, you know, Hosetu has played more of the offensive pivot as opposed to the defensive pivot. So conceivably you could push Hosetu up and then bring on a Hernandez and that gives you a little bit of extra defense, which would free up Lennon to go, Lennon and Wiley to go be more offensive. There's a couple of, that's I don't think that's interesting. Yeah. If Lennon is feeling fully fit. That's interesting. He came because in I really liked, I really match. liked that one game where essentially Pineda was just like, okay, Lennon, you're free. <laughs> right. Just, just do whatever because it worked and he scored that night. Remember? So let me ask you something uh, about, I don't know. let me ask you something about Pineda. And this comes from Chris. Should Mata. he have um, pulled Almada? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. After that first yellow, I don't he feels, so. Chris feels like uh, it know. seems like a no brainer considering what his head and what is ahead and what we were truly playing for last night, which amounted to a friendly, I don't know. I expect somebody like Almada to be a little bit more professional, knowing that he's on a yellow. Don't make a stupid mistake. Fair enough. And but at, and does, at 56, does Gonzo have any responsibility in that? Okay. Oh, uh, I don't know. What, uh, yeah, you're next. Answer me this. Answer me this. When was his first yellow? Early. Um, How early? In the first half. In the like first the 30th half. Minute. It was around the 30th minute. Were we going for a win or were we going for whatever? Clearly. If Almada's on the pitch, you're not having him out there. To, you know. I, I think we were no, going. I, I'm, no, I'm asking your opinion. Because you yeah, said, of course. what yes, we were to going a for the win. You saw the lineup he rolled. We were going for a win. He did we not want to roll down, roll down below no. Nashville. Then no, so you was don't pull him. Then they no, then no you too. don't pull him. No, okay. no, you that's leave fine. him out there because he's your he's your playmaker. No, I, I don't think so, and I think that that's why. I think that he was willing to roll the dice and hope that a second yellow wasn't going to come. Uh, and if you're going for the win, then yeah, absolutely, you leave him out there and knowing that we had a best of three coming up that our first game was away. That's a hard hill to climb regardless. Uh, no, I, 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 I think you have to leave him out there at 56. If the second, if his first yellow was at 56, maybe you pull him at like 75. See, I think he would have been pulled at like 75 or 80 anyway, just to get him some rest. And, and that's possibly true. like a Sadich yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else, some more, you know, some, some extra reps like that. Yeah, like that's you said, I... push Rosetti forward and, you know, and yeah. have, you know, and have Hernandez kind of switch it up a little bit. Okay. No, fair enough. You were talking about possibly Jamal coming in, you know, and, and up top and, and then. Um, Why not? He's a weapon. With, with Let's try well, to utilize it. Milan, uh, Milan Turner feels like he does some stupid stuff right out in the open, and he's a bit hot-headed, maybe. I mean, even when our own staff was trying to take him off the field in that previous home game, our last home game, due to concussion protocol, you could see he was kind of fighting against them. Granted, no player wants to come off the pitch, and you see that all the time. Like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. I don't know. Is there anything to that? Is it? Is it? It's obviously... Very early. I, I, I have, early. I, but are know, warning lights on? No. I mean, I, I, I think Perfect. you know. I, I think we really, unfortunately, haven't been able to see what Jamal is capable of. No. Um, because, and, and I think this is this is what Milan is talking about. I would assume is that, you know, pretty much every time Jamal's actually been on the pitch, he's gotten a yellow. He's gotten into it with people. We're not actually seeing him play. We're seeing him potster. And you know, I'm all for some quality pot stirring, but I need to see some sort of contribution in terms of on-field presence. And we haven't really seen a lot of that yet from Jamal. And and I don't know, Kat, that I, I, you know, if you're talking about a match of the magnitude that we're talking about away at Columbus, that Jamal would be the person I would tap to start that match, especially if, you know, you're going to have to reconfigure some things defensively. You're going to need secondary offensive weapons to come in off the bench. You know, no, I, in- I'm going to amend my previous statement. I think the idea of having Mascara in there as a potential additional weapon uh, and shifting the formation a little bit, just moving people into slightly different positions, but having Mascara in, knowing that he can start and has started. I think well, I feel better about doing that now play. with. With Jean oh, Day and, and Well, that's what I mean. And that's what I mean. With Jean Day on one side, with Mascara yeah. on the other side, having um, 
Mayomba just play forward, just play central and play forward, I think is probably the better way to go. Um, yeah, maybe it's I probably sort of what will that, happen. But... I don't think we're going to see like something interesting like a Firmino be called up. And also that would be not for one match. placing a ton of responsibility on that kid for one match when he just got his first team contract and it's untested for him in, a, in the highest pressure moment of his life. Uh, I don't think it would be good for him. Someone else who could step into that role who they're real high up on is Jay Fortune. Yeah, Johnny, fair yeah. enough. Yep, he could do it. Yeah. And he's shown some maturity for his age, for sure. I don't think, think that moment would too, be too big for him. Jay, by the way? Like, not to sound completely ignorant, uh, he was going by a Johnny Fortune for the for He's the been going by Jay for a long time. Yeah, But he was a Johnny for the, the long... Jump. Well, that's his full name, a Johnny. I know, but I thought but... they always announced it that way, and then they started announcing Oh, well, Jay. I, I don't know. Maybe he had a word with the announcer. He's like, hey, just do Jay. Yeah, it could be, and it really could be a pronunciation thing too with opposing stadiums and whatnot. Like I can completely see like people not being trying to to simplify it, make it easier. I'll tell, I'll tell you. Last night though at Cincinnati, boy, was that that announcer struggling with Saba's last name when he came on. Was a there was a awkward pause. It wasn't the same. uh, No, there was a long, there was a long pause. Saba, and then long. Um, yeah, bless his heart. He tried. All right. Number four. And, and that kind of goes with number five, a bit of a combination. I know we get frustrated with the kind of repetitive coach speak that really every team hears from their coach, but tonight and throughout the season, but especially tonight, it really did come down to those little moments that Gonzo so often likes to reference lapses in concentration, right? Stupid fouls. They were undoing tonight. And in do or die games that we got coming up, it may be our undoing in in the playoffs. I mean, the, unfortunately, that take is just so dead accurate. Like that's our season, and and that's why you know when we when we talk about you know you start making comparisons with this team to Atlanta United teams gone past. The comparison I made I made this comparison at the beginning of the season, and I'm you know, this is not 2018, 2019 vibes. This is 2017 vibes. This is we're rebuilding from the ground up. And I want to see signs of positive growth going in the right direction. Those little miscues, those little mistakes are, you know, if you look at collectively in the last five matches that we've played and three of them were losses and they were big matches, right? Collectively, we lost those matches on about 30 minutes of you know, very questionable play where our heads were not in the game. And I think you can rightfully call Gonzo out, you know, for not, I guess, managing the players in a way to where, you know, they know how to put their heads down and forget about what everything else is going around, you know, going on around them and play their game. You know, is that something that a seasoned, cohesive team that's been playing together for a little while can do? Absolutely. Is it a team of, you know, cobbled together pieces who haven't had that much time to figure out what buttons need to be pressed to keep them focused. You know, that's, that's kind of, I think just a growth and a maturity thing. And I think that's also on Gonzo because he's got to grow and mature as a manager in much the same way that the team has to grow and mature Mm. as a cohesive unit. Mm. Yeah. Well said. Well said completely. So are we, we have Columbus. We do. We happy with that. I know, I know no. I was scoreboard watching last night trying to figure out like, okay, who should, no, should we just have Goose? It, it crossed my mind. Should we just have Goose throw the ball in the back of the net so we can play Orlando? But then I thought, well, you know what? Orlando's got the best away record in the conference. So do we really want them in our house? Not really. There's no good options. No, but Nashville, we know Columbus Nashville, is quality. No, I, I think if we'd played Nashville... There was no, there was no option for that. It was, it was going to be Columbus, Orlando, or Philly. Maybe we got the harder. We, but I kind of wanted Philly because I think we had a lot of juice against Philly, and I think outside of fifteen minutes in Subaru Park, where I think we can all legitimately say the ref had a major role in what went down in that game, they were probably of the top four teams, uh, the team that we We have been the most. Arguably, we played the best against Philly. Yep. Well, let me ask you this: out of all out of those three teams, we beat we beat Philly very well. What's gonna feel the best? What are you going to remember the most if we had beat those three? For me, it's going to be like, damn, we got it over Columbus. Want to be the best? You got to beat the best. Like if we do this thing, 
even if we have to go to three games, it'll feel really fucking good. That's going to change a lot of perspectives. Mine for sure on the whole season, even if we get knocked out in the following game. Agreed. If we win a three game series against Columbus. God damn. Well, that had a good postseason. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? The thing, the thing about it is, I don't know, you know, the East is so deep this year. I don't know that there is any of the tops of the seeds ahead of us that we can't legitimately hang with. So, you know, I we think all of it, it last for, night, yeah, I think Fuck. all of it really is a 50, 50 crap shoot at this point in time. And it's going to be it's whoever who comes has in the, and yeah. can execute who and, has you know, the if, best game on any given day. And who is the healthiest and has their best players available. Mm-hmm. <sighs> You know what? I don't know. I don't think it's a death sentence. It's it's. I don't think it's a death sentence. Glenn. No, if Look, we, if we really want to prove it, it can't be. You're in line with what um, Angel Whitworth w- was saying. She feels like Almada is important. Losing him sucks, but we're a team, not one yep. player. And yep. we're going to have to figure out how to play without him in short order. Anyhow, anyhow. Yeah, he ain't going to be around next season. If he is, I'll be shocked. Absolutely no. shocked if he doesn't right. go this winter. But does it happen? Does it, you know, does it but suck to happen a little now, bit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Does it when suck we're, a little we're, bit to not we'll have, have him, him in the replaced first game? at that point? Yeah. Just the, the very next game he's out, it sucks. We are not without options as long as nobody, boys, just take it easy in training. I'm begging you. Like, yeah. just wear a bunch of pads. Just take it easy, man. <laughs> just I'm, keep it I'm, light. Just keep please. it light. No a scrimmages. Few light roundos. No just, just birthday cake smashes. Just take it easy. More more than anything, what I am looking forward to is whew, at least two more matches of Yorgos powering goals through the netting. He was chasing down that golden boot for a minute last night. He was only and two behind was. it. He's had a terrific season. What I a mean, home run he's he's been. He has, he has been, his and he's stayed. Spells, but he, but he stayed fairly, and I'm going to say this loosely. He has stayed fairly injury free. And that was the biggest caveat that we thought was going to happen with him. And I think that he's done, he has done very, very well for us. And I only see as long as he stays healthy. That was my knuckles because I'm not feeling any pain right now. Um, <laughs> Must be all those he olives. He will be, it, it, it's the olives. That's what she had is. a She had a cocktail tonight, y'all, that had, by my count, it was it, in a pint it was glass. A, it was a starting 11 of olives. Like there was there was a lot of olives in that glass. I had a cocktail in a pint glass. Oh, thank you. She anyway. called it Johnny Depp's bath water, and it was literally <laughs> dirty, dirty water vodka. That's I love you, baby. That was to my wife. That was what she's been calling it since we met. Nah, and 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 I'll, you know, it was it was Alexi Lawless that tweeted out today that uh Yeah, Margo how about was, that? Lawless and and, and Lawless tweeted something we agreed with. It's not every day that uh, anybody on the Atlanta United fan base uh, has anything to agree with Alexi Lawless with. Um, you okay over there, Kat? You good? Choking on a pimento. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Lawless said his the MVP of, M- of, uh, of MLS this year, in his mind, was uh, Yorgos Yakumakis. And he made reference to, I think, one of the notable things that we've all talked about that you know, he's been up there for the Golden Boot race all season, and he's the only person who was leading the Golden Boot race that hasn't taken a penalty all year. Ooh, that's a hell of a stat. Has he you not know, hit one pen all year? not taken a that's, penalty That's all actually year. amazing, because if you think about how wow. irritated I was when Carlos Vela overtook Joseph and how I was like, and Jennifer, took, I know you weren't, you may have been listening. Right, and that was my problem. Was that I was yeah, but Joe took a him. bunch of penalties. I too. I know that, but not as many. Vela got yeah, not nearly as many. Vela Vela's like I, I think it was like almost like a third of his goals were penalties, like ten, like ten or eleven of yeah, the thirty-four. It was, it was, it we was, digress. It, it, it's it almost it's impressive. It's impressive what Gigi it's, has, it's has done. It's impressive what Gigi has done with zero penalties. He has come in like a fucking boss. He is the Bruce Springsteen so far of this year when it comes to going up and, I mean, the two that he Born scored to score. last night. Born to score. Wow. I mean, they really were, they were team goals, but boy, did he go out and just get them. He just went out and got them. 
and it just gives and me- it's what we had been missing was <sighs> you know somebody what we had been missing for almost two seasons was somebody who could finish we can finish now agree. and it's kind yeah of and he's got some uh a little bit of mobility on him too he does and nice. you know what? I'm gonna I'm yes. gonna give him I'm gonna give him all the props because when we signed him and you know they did the little tweet about all that stuff and he said no 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 Atlanta you're gonna learn how to say my name because I'm gonna score you a bunch of goals and you know what He's you gotta through. love somebody who puts their money where their mouth is. God damn, you're right. It's a lot of money too. I love them. All right, I think that kind of wraps it up. I think we yeah, made it. Yeah, I think we Yay. did it. We have hey. done it. We have done it once again. I'm very tired. Look, I've been taking nothing but nonstop red-eye flights this week back and forth to Ohio to see some relatives and visit with them, then go back up for for the game. All been worth it, but yeah, I'm a little tired. To quote one of my famous, my my favorite, not famous, favorite cheesy movies as I crank it up to 11, if it's too loud, you're too old. Amen. Spinal Tap? No. Like I said, airheads. Oh, airheads. Yeah. I ain't farting on no snare drum. <laughs> oh, that was before who, Amy Locaine who would win in a fight? did it. Who would win in a fight, Lemmy or God? Trick question. Lemmy is God. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, thank you as always for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you for your continued support of us, of uh, Atlanta United Fan TV. We're still working out how this merger is looking. We've got additional content coming out. We'll have a uh, a brand new five aside coming out later this week where we will discuss five things you need to know for this upcoming uh, week. And we will do it in speedy fashion in less than 20 minutes. I promise you. It's going to You'll happen. blink and it's like we never blink even it. podcasted it. Blink and it's over. Hopefully how we hope our postseason will not go. Please let us get out of this first round. It will ch- literally change our, I think, Every fan's perspective on this whole season, I really think, will be has the opportunity to to do that by smudge the sage, Columbus. do whatever rituals you need to do. You know, air out all your, you know, your good playoff attire, yes, your, your 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 lucky scarves, your lucky kits, your lucky tifo hair pieces, whatever it is you do. This team needs the juju, and you know what? I think they've earned it this year. I think they've earned it from us. It's been so, a tough season, and we have fought through adversity. We've come good. Boy, it'd be great to cap it off with this one. Be the best. You got to beat the best. All right, y'all. We're going to be back midweek. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hopefully, talk about this surprise win. The second win in club history without Almada. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to choose to be positive since y'all... Constantly calling me out and saying I'm a pessimist. I think I'm just a realist, but I'll, I'll love to be wrong. I'll be very happy. No, no, wrong. no. You're the negative one. I'm the realistic one, and Jennifer's the positive one. That's why it works. <laughs> yeah, it works very well. All right, y'all. We will be back in about 12 days' time. Till then, y'all be good. We will be back. work at all no okay great meow